Good morning and welcome to the River of Life Sunday Morning Podcast. If you're local to Wakulla County, we'd love to see you and worship with you in person. May God bless you and we hope you enjoy the sermon. Well, years ago I prayed over a woman here in Wakulla County and I laid my hands on her with a lot of other folks. We prayed over her and the spirit fell. And when we finished praying, she looked up. I'll never forget her words. She said, I needed that, and I felt that. Amen. Well, I got to tell you about this worship service we've just been through. Amen. I needed that, and I felt that. Amen. Wow, wow. I'm going to share a couple of scriptures with you today, and you'll just want to write these down. But uh, you will need these from time to time. And they will certainly be a blessing to you as they have been to me. Well, let me just begin by saying today, January the 10th was set as my retirement date. (laughs) I thought I would be officially retiring today. But my plans... Our plans didn't work out like we thought. And immediately the Holy Spirit took me to Proverbs 16, 9. That's the first scripture you'll want to write down. Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart plans his way. But the Lord directs his steps. Yeah, yeah. And I just got to tell you, my wife and I, have been planning and talking about all the things we would do after January 10th and after the pandemic was over. May the Lord bless us for this thing to be over quickly. We, we have members today that are home suffering from COVID. Please uh, lift them up in prayer. Uh, but we've been making plans. We've been talking. I don't know why, but one of the things I've always wanted to do was just get in my vehicle and drive from coast to coast. Uh, and just not be in a hurry, see the sights. I've seen the Grand Canyon from 35,000 feet, but I've never seen it up close and personal. Those who have tell me it's pretty awesome. I, I, want, I want to see it for myself. And then there's the Redwood Forest. I just cannot wrap my brain around a tree that's so big you can drive a car through it. I've seen the pictures, but I want to see it with my own eyes. And, and then we've talked about taking cruises in the Caribbean and being on a cruise sailing into Glacier Bay National Park. Uh, that's, that's something that we've talked about. I've talked about going to my hunt camp and spending all week and not being in a hurry and not having to do anything, just spending all week right by myself. And the reason I'd be right by myself is because my wife refuses to go with me. (laughs) I've thought about, we've talked about going back to Cali, Colombia to visit our good friend Sandor Angel and his wife Sandra. We've been in their home uh, a number of times. Uh, It is a delightful trip. And by the way, uh, Sandor and his family watch our worship services each week on television. And so here's a shout out. Uh, to my dear family in Cali, Colombia, we love you so much. You're in our prayers. Hope to see you soon. 
But church, I want you to understand that making plans and going places and seeing things you've never seen before, well, that's fun. That's exciting. And one day, the Lord willing, my wife and I will still do some of these things. But I hope you believe me when I tell you today that none of that compares to seeing the glory of God. None of that compares to knowing. Yeah, go ahead. Amen. Amen. None of that. None of that compares to knowing that God has changed your plans so that you can walk in his steps. And so here I am. Here you are. Here we are. And so I'd like for you to just join me as we pray. And this can be a tough prayer. Lord, please change my plans. Change my plans. Change our plans. Change the plans of river of life. Until we're walking in those four ordained steps that you have for us. Please join me. Father, in Jesus' name, we're praying this individually. We're praying it corporately. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that there are times when you change all the plans and you order our steps. And we're asking you, Lord, to do that this very day. Lord, we surrender our will to your will. We say, not my will, but thy will be done. We pray, Father, that you will visit this church in an extraordinary way in the days to come. We pray, Father, that great revival will break out. We pray that there will be weeping at this altar once again as sinners become saved and enter into the glory of knowing Christ as personal Savior. We pray, Father, that lives will be changed, souls will be saved. That the joy of the Lord will fill this place like never before. And Father, we also realize uh, uh, vividly, clearly, that we don't have what it takes to make any of that happen. We surrender to you, Lord. We ask that you do what only you can do. And we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the first thing I want to do... As I step back into leadership here in this church is make sure that this church is focused on what really matters. I want us to make sure that this church is never drawn into a worldly battle that we were never meant to fight. And so what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to show you three pictures. In just a moment, I'll show you those pictures. And, And one of these pictures will be dominant in your life. One of them will take precedence over all the others. And the picture you choose will make all the difference in the world. In fact, if you choose the right picture, and I know you will, if you choose the right picture, the world will lose its grip on you and its power over you. So here they are. You ready? All right. Hold on. I want you to think. You may may want to see all three pictures before you make a decision. So here we go. Picture one. Picture two. Picture three. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Friends, when you choose this picture, and I'm talking about really choosing it, when you choose Christ, when you choose the Lion of the tribe of Judah, when He takes precedence and priority in your life, in every area of your life, when you choose this picture, then the glory and the joy and the excitement of this truth and picture will become the focus of your life. And let me say it again. When you choose this picture, the world will lose its grip on you and its power over you. I I love the statement that the Gaithers used to give a long time ago. Uh, They put it in a little chorus, a song. The world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away from me. Oh, friends, that's the way it ought to be with all of us. Now, I want you to understand, I'm not saying that we should ignore what's going on in the world. I'm not saying we should divorce ourselves from the events of our nation. No. In fact, we should be praying more fervently now than ever before. But here's what I'm saying. I'm saying when you choose the lion over the elephant and the donkey... Nothing the elephant and donkey ever does can shatter your life or steal your joy. No. He's our king. He's our savior. He's our redeemer. And I'll tell you something else, friends. When you choose the lion over the elephant and the donkey, your whole perspective changes. Everything in life changes. Uh, The purpose of living changes. You don't live for temporal things anymore. You live for eternal things. And and again, I'm not saying we don't care. I'm just saying that something has happened in our lives that changes everything. And I'll tell you something else. When you choose this picture, when you choose Christ, when you choose the Lion of the tribe of Judah, this world becomes amazingly bright. And beautiful. Bright and beautiful. In fact, you'll begin to see beauty that others cannot see. And you'll rejoice when others cannot rejoice. And you'll sing when others cannot sing. Because you've made the right choice. I heard a story a while back. And it was about some children who decided to play a trick on their grandfather. He was asleep in his recliner. And what they did was, is they took some real smelly cheese and rubbed it on his mustache. And then they backed off and they waited for him to wake up. And so, finally, he woke up. He took a deep breath. And he said, something in this room stinks. And the little kids were just giggling. And then he went into the kitchen and he said, my goodness, it stinks in here also. And then finally he walked outside and took a deep breath and he said, my goodness, the whole world stinks. (laughs) Listen to me, child of God. If you want to receive this as a rebuke, it's okay. If the whole world stinks, it's because the enemy has put something on you that you can't get off. The whole world does not stink. 
I'm telling you, if you have made this choice, there's beauty, there's joy, there's glory, there's excitement. Uh, if the whole world stinks, then friends, whatever the enemy's put on you, you need to get it off of you. And you need to begin to see what God has for us as his children. I'll tell you, friends, Jesus said that he came into this world to bring good news. Good news. You know, that's what gospel means, good news. He came to bring the good news. Listen, his ministry was a ministry of good news and great joy. When you meet Jesus, you've met the greatest news of all times. When you meet Jesus, you've met the greatest news maker of all times. His good news overshadows and outshines everything else in life. Oh, friends, when you meet Jesus in true salvation, he fills you with good news. And you should never let the world take that away from you. One more time, he fills you with good news. So I want to ask you today, what are you full of? Are you full of bad news? Are you full of good news? Is the news of heaven filling your heart, mind, and soul or the news of hell? I'm going to just throw this one in there. Maybe if you spent as much time reading your Bible as you did listening to the news, your attitude would change a little bit. Yeah. Oh, friends, we've got every reason in the world to sing and worship like we did a moment ago and to celebrate our faith and to praise the Lord God Almighty. Now, friends, I know and you know that bad things happen in the world. I know and you know that bad things happen to us individually and our families. I know and you know that nobody gets out of life without some hurt and disappointment. Listen, child of God. And by the way, maybe this isn't a sermon. Maybe, maybe this is an attitude check. Maybe, maybe I'm just trying to encourage you a little bit. But I want to tell you, child of God, if you're really a child of God, you made a choice. It went like this. He chose you. He spoke to you. He called you. He was drawing you. And then you made a choice. And you received Christ into your heart. Now, friends, when you did that, that opened the door. That opened the door to so much good news. You can't even contain it all. Listen, he knew you before you were born. He loved you before you knew him. While you were yet in your sins, Christ died for you. He shed his royal blood so that your sin debt could be paid in full. He suffered agony and shame and was beaten with a whip. And he bore those stripes so you and I could be healed. He said he would be a, a friend that would stick closer than a brother. He said he would meet all of your need according to his riches and glory. He said he would never leave you nor forsake you. He said he would be with us always. He said that he would be a savior in time of trouble. He said he would uphold us with his righteous right hand. When we stumble, fall, 
and fail, he said he would intercede for us before the Father. Oh, friends, he is our song in the night. He's our shelter from the storm. He's our defender and protector when the enemy comes in. He's the one that sets us free. He's our high tower. He's our buckler and shield. He's the horn of our salvation. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the fairest of 10,000 to our souls. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the one who can keep that which we've committed unto him against that day. He was, he is, and he always will be wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Oh, friends. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want a bellyache about what's going on in the world, please find somebody else. I got too much good news to fit that in. I'm sorry. I got too much good news to fit that in. So just go, go somewhere else. Friends, when you believe what the Bible says, the world does not stink. In fact, it has the beauty and the aroma of the glory of God all over it. It does. Now again, I'm not telling you bad things don't happen. I'm just telling you if that's all you can see. If all you can see is the bad. Then you're missing out on the best part of life. You're missing out on the only part of life that really matters. Some of you old folks will remember <clears throat> years ago. There was a commercial on television, and I'm a coffee lover. I just got to tell you, if there's, if there's no coffee in heaven, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. <laughs> and, and I mean, I love my coffee. And there was a commercial on television, and you'll remember this. It says, this was the, the line, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. You remember that one? The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. A little boy heard that commercial and man, he went into action. He put him a plan together, got up early the next morning, made his mom a cup of coffee and he took that cup of coffee to his mama and handed it to her, woke her up and said, here, mama brought you some coffee. And she said, well, son, that's one of the sweetest things you've ever done for me. Thank you. She starts drinking her coffee, but it's not long. She realizes that something is in her coffee cup. And finally, she looks down, and there's about three little toy plastic soldiers in her cup. And she said, what is this? And he said, well, Mom, you know the best part of waking up is soldiers in your cup. Child of God, listen to me. The best part of waking up is knowing Jesus is in your heart. The best part of waking up is knowing he's in control. The best part of waking up every day of your life is knowing that you have been forgiven and cleansed by the precious blood of the Lamb. The best part of waking up is knowing that this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. The best part of waking up is knowing that his mercies are new every morning. The best part of waking up, 
friends, is knowing that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Knowing that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Knowing that he is your rock. He's the arm you lean on. He's the pavilion you hide in. The best part of waking up every day is knowing that in Christ, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us and gave himself for us. There's a story in the Old Testament that has caught my attention on numerous occasions, but the army of Israel, the, uh, the armies of Israel would go out to battle. And sometimes when those armies would go out to battle, there's an invading army coming against them. Now, friends, this isn't fun and games. This is not a video game. That invading army was coming in to take their lives, to capture their children and turn them into slaves, to destroy their cities. And that army would go out. And there were times when they would take that army with sword and shields and spears and they would put in front of the army the worship team, Priscilla. they put the worship team up front. And that worship team would march into harm's way with an army behind them singing and worshiping and praising the beauty of holiness. Oh, friends. Have you, have you ever, maybe we need to change the way we do battle. Maybe we need to understand that the battle changes when we worship the beauty of holiness. And I tell you, one of my, my heart's desires is we, we've, we've really had a great praise team and a great praise program. But I, I want to see this church take it to a new level. I want to see us praise and worship. I want, to, I want to see us worship the beauty of holiness. I, I want us to, to, to raise the bar so high and it be so glorious that every person who walks through the door will have to make a choice. Will I worship the chaos and confusion and darkness of the world or will I stay in this place and worship the beauty of holiness? Oh, friend. And that leads me to say this. Because I'm sharing my heart today. I told Pastor Coburn, because he and I had the same homiletics professor when we were in school. I said, if our homiletics professor uh, heard this message I'm going to preach today, he'd give me an F. Because it's a Scooby-Doo message. It's just kind of going in different directions. But I want you to listen to me, friends. If you want to change the world, if you want to change the world around you, and I believe you do. I do. I believe we do. If you want to change the world, then stop letting the world change you. If you want to make a difference, you want to make a difference, stop letting the world change you. Let's go back to the old path. Let's go back to the righteous way. Let's go back to the foundations of the faith. Oh, you say, well, pastor, that's old-fashioned. Friends, there's some things never go out of style. And this never goes out of style. And, and so, so I'm just telling you, if you want to change the world, stop letting the world change you. Let's be different. Let's be, let's be beautifully different. I want to close today 
by giving you a scripture. It's Psalm 3.3. I'll read it to you. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. Now, you can read this later, but, and I encourage you to do so, but read that whole third psalm. And what you're going to find out is King David was in one of the lowest points in his whole life. I mean, it's pretty sad. You can read, read Psalm 3, and, and you'll read about what was going on in David's life and how tragic it was. And right in the middle of it, David says, But thou, O Lord art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. Now, every, every parent here today should understand this loud and clear. That little child, sad, disappointed, hurting, heartbroken, head bowed, will not so much as look up and a loving father or a loving mother puts their hand under that little quivering chin and lifts that head and looks into the face of that child and says, it's okay. It's okay. We've got this. I love you. I will be with you. See, that's what God does for me, King David was saying. He's the lifter up of my head. He lifts up my head until my eyes are gazing into his eyes and the glory of his face. David was not living in denial. David is confessing what a mess things have been in his life. And we all get in a mess from time to time, don't we? He was good. But, but in the middle of that, he says, but thou art my shield and my glory and the lifter up of my head. Child of God, he's the one who lifts us up. He's the lifter up of our heads. And I just want to tell you today, I believe God wants to lift us up. I, I, I believe he wants us to come to the real realization that he is the Lord God of all flesh and nothing is too hard for him. Would you bow with me, please? With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I, I entitle this message, Good News. Just good news. Good news. The world's full of bad news, but the word of God is full of good news. Jesus came to bring us good news. And the only way we're ever going to make a difference in this world is that we embrace that good news. We celebrate that good news. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Are you full of the good news of God? Uh, today, maybe to say, Lord, Lord, I, I want to. I want to just repent uh, for getting down and, and, and being jerked around emotionally every four years. Just tired of that, Lord. I, I, want, 
I want you to fill me with your good news. I want to be a bright and shining light for the glory of God. And I don't know what's going on in your world. You don't know what's going on in my world. But I can tell you, he's our shield. He's our glory. And he's the lifter up of our heads. Uh, Would you just, very reverently, would you just stand with me right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord, for who you are. I thank you, Lord, that this world is full of the glory of God. And I know the enemy is raging and ranting and spewing out all kind of venom. But Lord, I know this is your world. You created it. There's glory. And we can see glorious things. And Father, I'm asking in my life, in my family, in this church, that the glory of God would shine brighter than ever before. I pray, Father, that for those who might be hurting for any reason at all, that you would woo them to your presence, Lord, that this altar would become a place where they experience the gentle hand of God lifting their heads. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are our song in the night. Bless us now, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray.